one game remaining to get to where you've been trying to get all season, and that is the playoff push. What milestones do they have to hit? Who plays against these Chargers? What does Matt Derrick from Chiefs Digest think? And how's it going to go today? I'm on Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It is Locked on Chiefs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. That means your team every day for free on every platform, starting here on YouTube, where you can like this video. You can sub to the channel. I highly recommend that. And then you can hit the little bell thing. It'll let you know when there's a notification. You can do that on Matt's channel as well at Chiefs Digest here on YouTube and at ChiefsDigest.com. We're brought to you today by the Game Time app. It's super simple. Go download the thing, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 20 bucks off your first purchase. It is last-minute tickets. It is lowest prices, and it is guaranteed. Uh, we'll talk more about that coming up later in the show because this is a game that you probably want to look at. Maybe it's a road trip. Maybe it isn't. Lots of things to cover here. Will the Chargers still put up a fight? We'll, we'll talk about that later. Should they get a bump? Who should get on the field this week in kind of, um, hey, this is a vacation week kind of thing? And what has to happen before that? All today on the show, I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, uh, where we do the athletic matrix, and it's just about draft season, so you want to get in the matrix, you can go sign up for that site right now and get the draft guide later. And then NFL 33, where all my front office work and my team work on draft, free agency, everything that goes into team building, you can find that there as well. And then all the fun stuff is over on RGR football, film work, et cetera, et cetera. So check all those out. Matt is at ChiefsDigest.com. I said it a little fast earlier, but there'll be a link in the description. Go check that out. Lots of fun here, Matt. And I, I think we've been carried away by the fact that this was this was beating the Bengals that last week, and that's always fun. We got to throw that out like pretty quick on the short week. And it comes down to, oh, what are you going to do with this Week 18 game? We talked about it briefly following Bengals. But to, to face the Chargers, who, who I don't know can put up a ton of a fight, um, let's start at the very top. It's it's like, what, 18 yards for Travis Kelsey to hit 1,000, keep his streak alive. I, I understand the whole let's get him in particular with the knee injury from week one as much rest as possible, but he's got to go out there and play like four snaps and get those yards, doesn't he? <laughs> well, depending on, you know, how close char Chargers kind of play him and everything like that. But, you know, in theory, yeah, I mean, uh, those kind of that, that number of yards, you would think you could just kind of design up a couple of things that a couple of bread and butter things that, um, you know, and just force it into him no matter what. I mean, you don't really care if there's an interception. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> basically just go out there, throw a couple of passes to Travis's way until he gets his yards and then get him out. Uh, I think, you know, really, and I probably mentioned this after the game the other night, the only thing I think is really the risky run is that if Travis is going to play, you know who's going to want to go out there with him to help him get those yards. Um, gonna have to fight Patrick to keep him on the sideline. So I, I think you'd have to probably make him inactive just to make sure he doesn't dress and uh, you know run, pull Jair Alexander and just run out onto the field and try and play quarterback and push Blaine Gabbard to the sideline. But uh, yeah, I mean, and I can see it really being torn. I mean, I think the probably the person who, in the building who cares the least about Travis Kelsey getting a thousand yards is Travis Kelsey. I yeah. mean, he's never really cared about the numbers and the streaks and the records that much. Um, I have no doubt that given the way his season has gone, he would value the rest over the record more than anybody else. Um, but I do think that there'll be plenty of people in the building. I mean, people in marketing and HR this week are going to see Travis Kelsey in the lunchroom and say, hey, are you going to play this week and to go get the record? I mean, that's, that's, that's it. I mean, everybody wants to see him get it because if you can park that streak of eight years with a thousand yards, 
Um, no other tight end is going to match that, at least probably not in this generation or the next. I mean, it could right. be a long time if ever. So it would be cool to see him get it, you know, and obviously it would keep open the option that hey, at 35, he has another great season. Maybe he makes it nine. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can see the push to get him there, but we'll see. I, I, I think it's a 50-50 call. I, I would be an advocate. Just go get it. You've put in the hard work to get to this point. Few more plays and a warm up. I think you can make it without, you know, you can still get a lot of rest. Heck, go in and, and change into some street shoes and you, one of them velour tracksuits you got the offensive line guys or whatever. Go relax, but like get the job done too because 986 yards is a lot on a wounded leg all season to not get that streak. So I, I'm in history book mode for Travis Kelsey right now. And, and I, I see where you're coming on Patrick Mahomes. You might have to just inactivate him to get him not to play, right? Is there a possibility where he can just say, listen, I got this for a drive. We'll get him out, and then I'll come out too. And then you, like, hide his helmet or something. I mean, does Blaine, like, not want to play that much that Patrick might stay in? I don't know. But – I mean, the only the only really downside risk to that scenario, because it's occurred to me too, is hey, what if Blaine Gabbert gets hurt, and now you're you know having to insert Patrick Mahomes back into a game? I mean, or you know your emergency fourth quarterback, because remember your emergency third quarterback would be Jarek McKinnon in a situation like this, right. so you're not going to have him. Um, you're probably your next emergency quarterback would be Travis Kelsey, and I don't think you want him going back in there. I'm here for ERQB number five, I mean, Tommy Thompson, and go get him. And even even if you want even if you want um, Patrick to be you know active and play a couple of snaps with Travis to get and everything, I'd still you know elevate Chris Oladokun from the practice squad this week to have him ready in that scenario. So uh, there's a few different options they could do, but I yeah, I mean to me and and we're talking about this as though you know Andy Reid's definitely going to rest the starters. I can't imagine that he won't in this situation. I mean this is the very definition of a low impact game. It has. For all the talk about the fact that there's a record number of teams alive in the playoff race and everything, this game has zero impact. I mean, to the point where not only does it not affect the Chiefs' seeding, it doesn't affect which golf course the Chargers are playing at next week. It's not even like some sort of random, you know, 15th tiebreaker where if the Chiefs beat the Chargers, then, you know, somebody else wins on common opponent's strength of schedule or something. I mean, this is, has literally had zero impact on anything other than anybody getting hurt. Yeah. I, and, folks, I know what you're saying. I, I said Thompson a second ago. I got a little excited. Tommy Townsend listed as the punter and the holder. <laughs> and I think he should be fifth QB. Uh, let's just probably has the second best arm on the team. I mean, you got to think so, right? <laughs> uh, so. Those are what has to happen. Um, the last one, uh, Chris Jones. I don't think you can afford to Chris to rest Chris Jones. If you want to have, and I think this is bigger than just this this record. But folks, if you don't know, uh, he's at nine and a half sacks. He gets to ten. He gets a pretty significant bonus, as I understand. I didn't look at the language. I don't know what that number is, but I feel like this is an olive branch towards the off season when you're still trying to work something out. Am I am I just fishing in the dark here? Well, and the next best scenario really for this situation is for the, the Chiefs and Clark Hunt to just call up Chris and his, and his agents and say, hey, guess what? We found an extra half sack for Chris, so here's the check. You know, he doesn't have to play Saturday. They can pay him the uh, bonus. Um, and yep. the great thing is, is that, I mean, and and we don't know. I mean, I'm still trying to find out for sure. It's possible the Chiefs have already guaranteed the bonus. Um, his 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 the reworked contract was really murky but one thing about those bonuses is remember they were folded into an option bonus 
So the mm -hmm. allowed the Chiefs for any of these options that Chris gets paid to spread it over five years. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the trick is that usually my understanding is, is that when a player earns a bonus, it hits against next year's salary cap. But if they were to just say that a player made the bonus when he didn't and pay it, it accelerates it against the cap. But in this situation with the way that she structured that contract and they're in this option part of the contract, option bonus area, it's still going to get spread over the next five years. So it's a really quirky, kooky kind of a number shenanigans <laughs> that the Chiefs and Chris's representatives pulled off. But bottom line is that, I mean, the Chiefs can, can just pay Chris some bonus money and not worry about it. And it's not going to make a big impact. I'm with you. Might as well get it done. All right. Tell him he made 15 and cut him a bunch of checks. See, and tell him, <laughs> tell him, he, tell him he's defensive player of the year. And they, they're giving him that money too. Back in reality, we're going to talk about who should play this week <laughs> and what the Chargers have left. First, I got to give you guys a hint because uh, there's some unique opportunities for you to go see some games coming up next. And, you know, this is this is no way game. We, we all get that. Um, nobody in Los Angeles wants to go to a Chargers game, not even the Chargers most of the time. But there is opportunity. And if you are looking to get to that game, Last minute is what I would call this. You can get there right now. It, you're going to be able to take a look in what is a really unique stadium in SoFi. You're going to be able to find tickets and open seats that you want to buy. You're going to be able to see what the game looks like from there. You're going to get a lowest price guarantee. That means even if, if the game were to you know have a natural disaster, you're going to be covered. And if you find the ticket for less, they're going to give you 110% back of that difference just because you use their app. Game time is the way to do last minute tickets anywhere whether it's in los angeles in kansas city a venue that you want a ball game a concert anything that you're looking for it takes the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time so go download that app it's called game time you can see it down here below create an account and use our code locked on and that'll get you 20 dollars off of your first purchase terms apply but it's all there in the app so create the account redeem the code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for 20 dollars off it's game time it's last minute tickets, it's lowest prices, and it is guaranteed. Uh, I like I take guarantees very, very uh, heavily. I am not light on guarantees. So one thing that I can guarantee you is there are going to be guys playing this next ballgame we haven't seen all season. I don't know exactly who it's going to be, but I got a couple of ideas. I want to start from the top. Um, we, we mentioned a couple of guys the other night just in passing, but let's double down on that. If you're Andy Reid and you're just like, hey, you know, I'm going to let everybody rest that I need to, who do you want to see? Who are you trying to get a read on right now that maybe we haven't seen on the field yet? I mean, for me, it, you know, there's there's kind of two groups that you, you to me you're kind of fitting into. And one is the guys who you just have no plans on playing whatsoever. I mean, it, it can't be everything. You can't sit all 22 starters. So, you know, there's a, there's a group that's going to have to play anyway. But there's a handful of guys that you just say – uh, these guys aren't going to play at all. Maybe, you know, you include Travis in that group, even if he does play a handful of snaps to get his thousand yards. But, you know, guys who might even be inactive. I mean, that you're if you have a you're going to have a couple of practice squad elevations. So you'll have seven players inactive. Might be some injured guys. So maybe it's Donovan Smith and, you know, and look, Kadarius Tony are still inactive. But then maybe Patrick Mahomes. It could be Chris Jones. Nick Bolton be a great candidate. Lejarius Sneed. I mean, those who I would think guys who I think are going to be interactives this week. 
Um, then there's a few starters who might be active, but frankly won't play unless somebody gets hurt. And then, like you said, I mean, that, the next group is, you know, who is going to play that you don't normally see a bunch of? And and those are, I mean, it, it's going to be your backups. I mean, obviously, the Chiefs have a great opportunity here to get, you know, Drew Tranquil, Leo Chanel, a lot of playing time. But also a guy like Cam Jones. I mean, this is a young, <clears throat> you know, undrafted rookie linebacker who has really only played in spurts, you know. But remember, Darius Harris, you know, got some great opportunity to play. You know, remember Colin Saunders playing linebacker in one of these right. games a few years ago. So, you know, I don't expect to be a lot of, you know, playing out of position kind of situations, but it's definitely an opportunity for, you know, that. Um, once again, I mean, you know, um, Michael P. Ryan, uh, you know, wouldn't be surprised if gets the bulk of the work in the backfield. I mean, that's the kind of things that you're looking at. Uh, Nick Allegretti, I would fully expect to start this week, maybe even have a couple of backups starting. I would love to see Mike Caliendo in the game. I mean, not when he's, he's blocking for Patrick Mahomes, bless his heart, but, uh, you know, hey, Blaine, that's why you make the, make the, make the big backup money. Right. <laughs> but, you know, and it's all across the board. Echo Boydo at corner really hasn't gotten any run defensively. Would love to see him out there and just get some experience. Um, all those guys. I mean, you know, and you still, I think, want to get a lot of work for guys who are in a situation where, you know, maybe they're a heartbeat away. So I would have no problem if Legereus needs an active. Trent McDuffie is, a, you know, a, just a player who does not play any snaps. But Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams are your starting corners. Um, probably Mike Edwards and Shamari Connor being your starting safeties would be great. Um, and then, you know, you've got you know, Echo Boydo coming off the bench as your nickel. I mean, th- that's the kind of, you know, lineup. Nick Jones, you know, coming in. Nick the nickel. You know, these are guys that you need to see play. I mean, I want to see B.J. Thompson, you know, getting his first snaps. Neil Farrell should absolutely play a, a lot in this game. So, yeah, to me, this is this is what you're looking at. I mean, and and if Andy Reid handles it like he has handled some of these games in the past, it's not going to be like most Chiefs game where you have your seven inactives and then almost everybody else plays, even if it's just on special teams. This is going to be where there might be seven guys inactive. There might be another 10 that just don't play at all. Um, who are active, but <laughs> don't take the field. And then it's a bunch of young guys and backups getting experience. For me, the, the keys, starting on the defensive side, I like what you said about Echo Boyado. He, I think he's earned that uh, on his special teams play for sure. Um, Jack Cochran's been on the field. I, I believe in Cam Jones, uh, so I definitely want to see he and Jack Cochran be out there quite a bit. But for me, it's Nick Jones in the secondary that I just haven't seen get enough reps in. I think he has an ability to contribute next season. I want to see him out there. I'm letting Mike Dana, Charles Menahue, George Kalaptis, I'm letting them all rest. I'm starting Felix Anadiko Ozama this game across from B.J. Thompson, and I'm letting Malik Herring play at the tackle position all day long. I don't care what the outcome is. Like you said, this is, does not affect seeding. There's, there's, no, there's nothing to gain here except experience pushing all those guys into the starting lineup and let them go against what I hope is is a team in Los Angeles that still needs to keep their starters out there on the offensive side so they can get some good experience. Uh, I'm I'm not so sure on the offensive side. Um, we talked ad nauseum about the, the wide receivers here. I think this should be a start for Justin Ross. I don't think he should come off the field. He better be in shape. If it's me, he better be in shape this week because I ain't letting him rest. I don't need to see Blake Bell. No gray. Unfortunately, will probably have to handle the bulk of the tight end duties, but I, I could see everybody else kind of getting rotated through. Um, maybe you even line up somebody like uh, 
Darius Harris as a fullback. Maybe you take somebody like like Josh Williams and let him run a couple of rounds. I don't know. I'd get creative with it. I think I, I feel like this team, after the last ball game and the way the season has gone, they need a little bit of a lift, a little bit of a uh, a lighter moment. So I, I would probably play around with it more than most. But who do you think can have an impact? Of all those guys we just mentioned, who do you think with this matchup against this team, Los Angeles Chargers, that just want to hurt somebody and make it a chief? Who do you think can actually get something done and, and really take a step forward? I mean, Justin Ross might be the sleeper pick, and maybe that's everybody's sleeper pick. Uh, I mean, it still wouldn't surprise me if he he saw limited action, but that's that's really just comes back to, you know, he's not a he's not a three position receiver right now. I mean, he's only you know really been prepped to to play in specific packages and everything. Doesn't mean he he can't play twenty or thirty snaps, but. You know, I, I think that he would still be kind of in that they just want to put him in some good situations and they're not going to line him up in some spots that he hasn't played or been comfortable with. Um, but, you know, the guy who should not come off the field for me in this game is Richie James. I mean, he is a guy who can play multiple positions. Um, I mean, I think you need to see what you've got. Give him some run. I mean, regardless, even if, you know, you're, you're going into the postseason thinking to yourself, well, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Justin Watson are going to be out there with Rasheed Rice most of the time. One of those one of those guys gets hurt. Who's going to step up? I mean, that's why I would like to see Richie Richie James get fifty snaps and see what he can do. Um, and he's obviously he he has probably worked with as a result, you know, Blaine Gabbert more than any other quarterback. And mm-hmm. go back to go back to the final game of twenty seventeen and remember who was the guy who was Patrick Mahomes' guy in that game. It was Albert Wilson, and a big reason why was Albert Wilson was the main starting receiver of the scout team. He probably caught more balls that season from Patrick Mahomes than any other Chiefs receiver, I would bet. Uh, Probably him and Marcus Kemp and Gary Dieter. I mean, those guys caught everything (laughs) back in 2017 on the scout team. So, you know, those were your three guys. Um, Blaine Gabbard's probably, probably, I would, we haven't get, we don't get to see, you know, these practices during the season, but Richie James was one of Blaine Gabbard's favorite targets in training camp and for a reason, because he's a good receiver. Uh, so I, that would be my my pick because I think he's the guy who needs the most run, and I think he's the best of that group. Um, be great to see him get a big game. We'll see what happens because I think that the Chiefs could use that as just trying to make sure what they've got. But you know, there's nobody in that receiver room that should get off scot free this week. I mean, they all kind of need to play. And and remember, I mean, uh, what we've got Rasheed Rice is what sixty eight yards, I think, away. Um, Pacheco is 65 yards away from a thousand. I don't know if you want Pacheco playing enough to get himself 65 yards, but nope. yeah, that would be, that would be my, 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 my observation as well. But uh, if you don't want him to play, you probably need to bring up Keontae Ingram again, let him and, and P Ryan handle the bulk of the work in the backfield. You know, if Clyde's not healthy and back, if Clyde's healthy, maybe you don't need to, but yeah, I, I I think that'll be interesting. And honestly, I mean, I'm okay with Noah Gray. It's, if you made this the Noah Gray game and he went out there and did his, I mean, every I'm starting to starting to call Noah Gray um, the first 15 because Noah Gray just catches almost everything in the first 15. He, that's where he does most of his damage because the Chiefs seem to dial up a couple of things for him every single week, and then they just go back to throwing everything to Travis Kelsey after the script. <laughs> it's like want to see want to see this guy get more than three catches in a game, Ryan. <laughs> I don't blame you. Ah, I. We're not going to go there. We're going to see what happens this week. We're going to break it down for you tomorrow uh, with the crossover show with the guys from Los Angeles. And Chris and I will set you up on Friday for the game itself. But what do the Chargers have to bring 
is there anything left in the tank for those guys? And what does that do to this ball game? We're going to get to that right after this. It's that time. It's starting to heat up. Regular season's coming to conclusion. That's when it gets real. If you want to get into the action, FanDuel's the place to do it. America's number one sports book, and there is still time. Right now, new customers are getting $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. You don't even have to win it. You just got to go place a $5 bet. That's $150 back to you to then use at FanDuel in bonus bets. Win or lose on a $5 bet. It's easy to use. You use the app. Very easy to navigate. And it makes things super simple. You can go with same game parlays. You can get multiple players in the same game. You can use the new Explorer tab to just look for other bets that you want to look for. There's a parlay hub as well. The best way to link multiple entries. And obviously, you have all the props. You have all the standards. You have the money lines. You can get into the action. There's plenty more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and you can get in the action right now. Be the first right now before the regular season concludes and it's playoff time. Go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. Uh, FanDuel, it's the official partner of the NFL. Official partners are fun. Podcast partners are better, Matt. I appreciate you. As always, this is where I go a little bit off the rails because I just want to see something funky because I don't I don't know. I don't know what the Chargers have left. With with Herbert sidelined, with uh, the season Joey Bosa has had, with uh, honestly, maybe the first season of a subpar Derwin James, you tell me, uh, the, the failed attempt at Quentin Johnson. Uh, there's a plenty of things that the Chargers just want to get out of this game. I don't know if there's much fight left. Do you? I mean, you didn't see much fight last week against the Broncos. I mean, that was kind of, uh, once again, an AFC West uh, pillow fight between those two teams. Nothing left really there. And, I mean, and you look at the guys who didn't play last week for the Chargers. I mean, you know, Keenan Allen's on that list, Joey Bosa. Um I mean, can you? I can't imagine those guys getting wasted going out there in a week 18 game when they're ailing. They've got some guys' offensive line as well. Um, Easton Stick is Easton Stick. Um, Eckler's running out there, but I'm not even sure they would, you know, necessarily have to throw Eckler out there. Maybe they want to see what else they got with some guys. And if I'm Austin Eckler, I probably don't want to be out there in week 18. Um, but it's it's like a lot of these teams. I mean, there's going to be some veterans who know that they're not going to be back, so they've already checked out. They're not going to be around. Uh, there's going to be some veterans who you know make want to make sure they don't get hurt because they don't want to endanger anything for the next season. Um, and then you got young guys trying to prove themselves. You know, either who are trying to fight to stay in the league or trying to prove that they need to be get more playing time next year. And those those are the guys you have to worry about. I mean. That's the group that, you know, trying to fight themselves up and put themselves on film and either whether to impress themselves for the Chargers, impress themselves for another team. I mean, this is why week 18 finales can be kind of crazy because you, you don't know what the, the what who the breakout player is going to be, who's going to kind of step up and do something. I mean, and people beat Mike Money. Once again, Albert Wilson made like $24 million in the final <laughs> game of the Week 17 season. So this game does matter to people. I mean, it matters to players. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing is that you just don't know who is going to pop up and surprise you, and that's what you got to be prepared for. But to a degree, I mean, once again, we circle back to Chiefs don't care. I mean, they win this game, they lose this game. I mean, the only thing that's really going to matter at the end of the season is, you know, whether you're an 11-win team or a 10-win team. And, you know, that 
probably doesn't really matter that much to them. I mean, it's kind of the same. Um, if anything, I'm, I'm kind of be more interested in how the Chiefs kind of manage this week amongst themselves because, you know, they've got to worry about five different potential playoff opponents. And that's challenging. I mean, that's that's more than you usually have at this point. When you've already locked up a playoff spot, a lot of times you have a decent idea of who your opponent will be. But the Chiefs really don't. So um, it'll be interesting because, you know, we talk about the guys who aren't playing. Well, the guys who aren't playing this week are going to be preparing for the playoffs. So they're going to be probably watching more film of Buffalo, Miami, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Houston, than they are the Chargers this week. Um, yeah. I mean, that's how the Chiefs will handle it. I mean, they'll kind of break off in two groups. And, you know, the the scout team, that's normally the, the scout team, will be preparing to be the starters this week. And the starters will be looking at the chart or looking at the playoff teams and kind of looking at some things that they can do for the postseason. Normally, this would be the game that I'm, I'd be like, you know, just, just go back to the preseason, vanilla it all out. But honestly, that's, that's what's been working for this team. A little more straight ahead, a little bit more basic. So do we see them get funky formationally, uh, play design-wise, to maybe put some things on film for all those teams that you were just talking about and really make them study a little bit more, fully knowing they probably won't use any of those plays? Is that even a, a reason to do it? It is always possible. I mean, the only thing that you're really doing is you might put some things on film with personnel that, you know, you you don't typically run. So, you know, whether it'll really, you know, how much of an impact will it make on teams? How much will they pay attention to what the Chiefs are doing in week 18? I mean, hey, if it's if it's anything that you can make them worry about, though, and spend and waste time on, I'm all for. So, yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. And hey, the backups want to have fun, too. So, I mean, the only the only real trick to it is that and and, and this is I mean, this is at least one of the uh, to the support your idea and your theory and, you know, and, and suggestion why it would be a good idea is that, you know, when the Chiefs go through their installs, you know, the second team runs those that stuff, too. I mean, even if some mm -hmm. of the, the 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 crazy stuff is come up by, you know, the the, the first team. You know, it's Mahomes and Kelsey goofing around on their own or something, and they're adding wrinkles to whatever it is that Andy Reid and Matt Nagy have brought into the film room from, you know, watching the NFL game in 1938. Um, it may add some more to it, but whatever they run, Blaine Gabbert and and the and the, and the two, second team run too. So you know, it's they'll they'll be equipped to run it, and yeah, I mean, maybe you do want to throw some wrinkles out there just to to keep all five of those teams that you might be facing next week keep them guessing. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Folks, if you want up to the minute information, make sure you join the text line. It's at 816-357-8781. You can get information there. Make sure you sub to this channel. Make sure you like this video. If you're here, you like this video. I hate to tell you, it's a, it's already done. You might as well click the button for it and hit the bell as well. Go over to ChiefsDigest.com. Check out what Matt's doing there. Go to Chiefs Digest here on YouTube and subscribe to that as well. A lot of great content. We're going to be live with you with Matt post-game. Like we always are, getting prepared for, uh, you know, the wild card should be an interesting weekend. Uh, Matt, thank you for your time. Thank you for your sanity and not letting me get off the rails. Always a pleasure, Ryan. Great hanging out with you. Take care. <laughs> Folks, have a great one. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon. We'll talk to you tomorrow.